Right, that might be. Are we all just boring uh, fuddy duddies? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, pretty much. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're listening to Reason Together, the podcast for Christians who think about stuff. I'm your host, Daniel Fox, here with my great friend Thomas Belzamo. How are you, Tom? Fine. Doing doing good. Good. Yep. Good. Good. How are you today? And we What's that? How are you? I'm doing good. good. I'm doing good. It uh, the weather's beautiful here, and um, here too. Yeah, it's just yeah, just and that doesn't that kind of lift your spirits. It does. So, so that's nice. And um, um, how uh, you've been keeping busy? I, I know things have been so strange, and and we haven't we didn't really talk about it last episode. But for you, um, uh, for you, this being cooped in is especially hard because you're pretty like, you mm-hmm. know, like a, just an active guy. And yeah. so you've you've probably you found new projects and and things yes. to to um, yeah everything from vent your <laughs> chopping down trees to remodeling yes. the house. Well, that's right. And, you did uh, mention the chopping down trees. Yeah. yeah. So you just jumped into a remodel. Yeah. Total remodel of the living room and dining room. So, which you know, when you have that ability, I've thought about and and I've I've learned a bit as I've gone along. Though I'm not nearly like you know what other people are, and, and I'm. Anyway, I'm not going to compare myself to you necessarily, but, um, but, you know, just having learned certain traits, but I feel like if boy, if my boys could learn like even construction, how to build a wall, mm-hmm. like literally, literally frame up a wall, how that can really pay off in the future. Sure. That, that ability for, to, to be able to do your own jobs like that and the money that you save, <clears throat> oh, man, that's, that's tremendous. Yeah. I, uh, it, while other kids, while thousands of kids have been, you know, pretty much sent home uh, during this uh, outbreak, uh, of course, we're homeschooling, and so the kids they don't mm-hmm. see a real change yeah, in the right. schedule. And then the last uh, last two weeks, we've been uh, working on standardized testing, so you have to make a conference call and work on the computer. So that's something that I've had uh, oh. had going the last uh, here week and a half. And uh, is that a that a pretty so. big deal there? The kids nervous about that or? Um, they might've been right at first, but once they get into it, I think they're kind of like, yeah, I like this. I, yeah. you know, in fact, the, the girls were like, I, I look forward to doing this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I could do this every day or whatever. It just, yeah. they, they enjoyed the. Have you noticed sometimes that different kids test differently and it has nothing to do with their level of intelligence or how they study the material or how much they know, but how they respond to testing. Have you noticed mm. that? Interesting. And it's, some um, kids just don't quite probably to some degree. pick up on testing, or, or maybe they get yes. nervous about testing. The they, style they know of, the material, yeah, but they still struggle to do well with testing. If you quote unquote tested them in a different way, like just sat down and had a conversation about it, yeah, they might do great. Sure, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I know there's different. I don't know. I, I can't think of like a real specific. Um, I, I just know like like two of my kids as far as their ability to like study or not study going into a test. But I think that's what you're talking to as far as the testing yeah. manner for one of them is just like, yeah, you yeah. know, it just kind of, it just comes, but. <laughs> and aren't, um, a lot of those tests, aren't they uh, like multiple choice? Is that how those yes. are set up? Yeah. On the standardized, it's not like you have to actually like in the spelling section, it seems it, it's not like spell out this word. It's tell when a word is misspelled Mm. so you can identify a misspelling but it's not like you have to spell apparently um yeah i think that's probably the most efficient Hmm. way for them to do it is is multiple choice okay and i and i tell the kids now look some of the they're they're probably going to test above they're going to test above you to see where the top of your range is i mean that's kind of the point you know so they have to at some point throw you material that you may not know (laughs) so it's not like a test like oh no i should know this 
it's it's just just do the best you can if you don't know what it's saying or if you don't understand it Mm-hmm. just guess something and go on yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> don't don't be don't right over stress yourself of, about it a lot of the multiple choices though you can kind of figure them out <laughs> even when you don't know the answer you can look at yeah. the other answers and two will be completely ridiculous and one will be sort of <laughs> close and then one will be closer and say like, oh that must be the one <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> hope so but yeah. uh Anyway, I want to take this this moment before we move on to thank our sponsors who have gone to patreon.com slash reason together and have uh, signed up to support our podcast in, in, in some amount on an episode-by-episode basis, and yes. you can do the same if you enjoy this content and want to support uh, us. That's patreon.com slash reason together, and we've got... Um, We've got a bit of feedback today mm-hmm. to dive dive into. It's it's great. We love feedback. We love hearing from our listeners, and our patrons get <clears throat> priority when when they send in. But uh, just any of our listeners sending in a question, a thought. I was reading over some of it last night, and I was like, "Wow, that is good feedback." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I appreciate that because we know coming into a discussion, uh, and this is you know a discussion that. We don't know everything coming into it. We're not seeing every angle. Right. That's part of it is that even just the two of us, um, we've talked about how different we are. But, you know, mm-hmm. we can, while we agree on a lot, yet we might see angles that, anyway, that the other doesn't see. And especially with our listeners writing in, and one of them said, I think you, you missed something. Well, great. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I'm not offended. <laughs> right. Not blocking that, blocking yep. that email. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway... We'll uh, we'll get into that. Uh, you've if you if you're new to this, uh, welcome to 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 two guys talking and uh, trying to reason through uh, issues all over the board, if you will, and as they particularly relate to the Christian life and how we can connect them to Scripture. So, if uh, if you have any feedback for us as time goes on, don't get mad and turn us off. Say I'm going to nope. write them. I'm going to write them a letter, and you can send it to Reason Together Podcast at Gmail dot com. That's correct. All right. Well, what uh, what do we want to get into here? We've got several to choose from. Uh, yeah, I will defer do. to you. Okay. I'm going to start off on this one because we talked uh, last time about whether there was, whether Scripture has had anything to say or was there any ethic <laughs> to buying local ah. versus like buying online and kind of contributing to the global marketplace. Because we know there's obviously a shift happening and we see how it actually practically affects um, the life of the community in a way. I mean, there's certain businesses that it seems like are closing and are struggling because uh, now you've got this online presence and people can have such a wide array of things, maybe even at a cheaper price, and order it from their own home and have it delivered to their door instead of going to someplace in town. And so we talked over Mm -hmm. that, and somebody um, sent in some feedback, said, I enjoyed the discussion on local business. One thing that popped into my mind was the fact that dealing with local businesses gives you opportunities to build relationships and share the gospel with people you may not otherwise meet. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have no problem with being a good steward of my money and getting the most value for my dollar from big stores slash Amazon, etc. Hmm. Great discussion. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Jake, for yes. uh, for sending in your thought on that. And you're, you're right, you know, certainly that's one of the um, many factors, I guess, is that maybe maybe there's a few less context um Mm -hmm. you know and that means we maybe have to get a little bit more creative would you say i don't know if creative is the right word you just have to keep looking for opportunities to interact with people and yeah um you know so yeah and have that may not have a shoe store but find somewhere else 
Yeah, and that was a good uh, good thing that Jake brought up there, and I kind of wish that I had brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's the second. Because it seems like it seems yeah, obvious the... enough that I should have got that 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 we should have been like, oh hey, what about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what about that? early but... on, I mean, way, uh, I mean, months ago, uh, we kind of awarded somebody the "I wish I'd have thought of that" um, award. Uh, and that was, I mean, way back when we talked about hedge of protection and somebody said, um, what about Job? (laughs) You know, oh yes. Okay. And, um, Mm -hmm. anyway, so maybe that's the second, I wish I'd have thought about that award. Yes. So that goes to Jake on this episode. Jake gets the, I wish I'd have thought of that award. Um, (laughs) (laughs) now, um, here's another one on, uh, regarding episode 89, apparently, um, it said, uh, good discussion and thanks for moving on to other topics, smiley face. In other words, thanks for getting off the coronavirus kick and talking about something else in life <laughs> since every other venue of news <laughs> mm-hmm. is uh, basically droning on and on. Although I do have a comment about that here in just a few minutes, um, not to derail things. But he says, recently, I was talking with a friend about the Lord's Supper. And of course, those who maybe aren't familiar with what we're talking about, just to make sure uh, the ordinance in the local church where, you know, on whatever schedule you do it, you pass around the bread, the broken bread, and the cup, you know, and uh-huh. the juice is how we do it as, as Baptists, the grape juice, and, uh, and you'd ha- it's a time of memorial to remember the, uh, the crucifixion of Christ. So he was talking with a friend about the Lord's Supper, and he suggested that since we can't go to church right now, perhaps it would be a good idea for us to have the Lord's Supper in our home if this goes on for much longer, meaning the quarantine, the stay-at-home order. He attends a church where the Lord's Supper is observed monthly, and he stated that he feels like he's missing something by not being able to observe it during this time. While the question of having it at home is an interesting one, I think most of us would agree that it's not a great idea. However, the more interesting question is this, should a Christian feel like he's missing out on something if he's not able to observe the Lord's Supper for a while uh, in a time such as this. Um, and, and if I don't necessarily feel like I'm lacking something and plan to do it when we can get back together, am I just a hardened heathen? (laughs) 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 Um, or should we just administer the Lord's supper on a zoom call? Oh boy. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, you want to weigh in on that? Okay. Um, there's, there's a bunch of things there and, my my initial impression is to ask questions, but I don't know that that helps us much. Um, questions like uh, <laughs> questions like well, what is the purpose of the Lord's Supper, and who is it to be done by? Um, those are two important questions that I think we could maybe presume that our listeners might already know this that um, the the purpose uh, of the Lord's Supper uh, is to bring to remembrance or memorialize the Lord's death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the frequency at which we're to do it is not specified in Scripture. It simply right. states, "Do this until I come, until He comes again." Um, so the frequency, whether it's monthly or bi-monthly or whatever, weekly even, I've heard of some churches doing, is entirely up to mm-hmm. each individual church. And as far as the 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 question of who should be doing it, obviously it's for believers. Um, but then to be more specific as to who should be doing it, the question is, is this to be done by a local New Testament church or some other group? <laughs> mm, 
Okay. But, yeah. Do, do you see where I'm kind of hinting at? Do you see where I'm kind of going with that? I'm not for sure, but I mean, it's no. a good point. Okay. Making, okay keep going. Keep um, developing Because it was, me. I think it was, and I could be mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. It was Jay Vernon McGee that caught a lot of flack for this years ago. This is before my time for having a radio show in which he administered the Lord's Supper <laughs> and expected his listeners to observe it with him on the radio okay. show. Wow. So in a sense, this is not a new question. No, no, this is, wow. no, this is not a new question. And the the issue at hand was an issue that's still even discussed today is, um, what is the church? <laughs> if the yeah. ordinance was given yes. to yes. all Christians as some larger body, uh, then, then fine, observe it on a Zoom call uh, or over the radio. However, I, I personally, and, and I don't want to get into the whole big discussion of it again. We have a whole episode on that. Yeah, right. Uh, what, the local versus universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Lord's Supper is intended for local New Testament churches. Um, specifically, right. I agree. So to administer it on a Zoom call, while I think you can maybe um, simulate communication with a Zoom call, you can simulate fellowship or togetherness with a Zoom call. You're really not together still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can't replace the assembly with a Zoom call. And thus, That's therefore, I would suggest that that um, the Lord's Supper not be done over a Zoom call. It, it's kind of it's kind of funny because if you'd have said you know ten years, well, you know, hundred years ago, or to the you know New Testament Christians now, you know, assembly. You know, our local church, you know, what we're talking about when we celebrate the Lord's Supper is that we need to be together. You know, I think some of that would be like, well, duh. <laughs> I mean, like, mm-hmm. isn't that what we do? Like, right. we meet, you know? Um, and yet now, with the technology, I guess, to actually have to state the obvious, in a sense, that um, well, you know, we're talking about being together. And you're talking, and I thought the word you used was good, to simulate assembly. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're not really together, because... And in my mind, personally, just for what it's worth, the next step to say, well, you know, okay, we're on a Zoom call. I can see your face on the screen, even though I'm in my home and I observe it here. Well, then what's what's to say that we couldn't just not see your face and let's just schedule a time? Okay, right. at 9 o'clock, everybody Synchronize your eats, watches. Yeah, everybody eats some bread and drinks some juice at 9, and we'll just remember it together, and that'll be communion. Well, well, no, because that... that really bypasses the the place where it was ordained to happen and that was within the local church and so and and you know what if somebody says well i i can i can um i can remember the lord i remember the lord enough i already remember him every day and what he did for me so i don't even need to have the lord's supper what's your take on that what would be your answer to that because um, part of his question was what if i don't even feel bad about missing it like it's not something that I miss and I don't, you know, if I don't well, get back and do it. I, I don't think saying that means he has the attitude of forsaking the ordinance. Okay. Okay. It's just, he's at a time where he can't observe it right now and he'll observe it when he can. Um, how, okay. However, mm-hmm. to say like, oh, I feel like I'm missing something at the time being like, like there's some hole in my life, some missing part of my life right now because I can't participate in the Lord's Supper. This may sound somewhat um, <laughs> sacrilegious to some people, but I think some people maybe overdo it 
on their feelings about the Lord's Supper. Right, right. Uh, I understand and, it is an ordinance, and, and, and yeah. I do believe there is a matter of obedience with the ordinance, that it, it's something that could be disobeyed. Right. Um, yes. Um, but as far as the emotional ties that are connected to it, that doesn't necessarily have to be there. Right. As if it's some sort of mystical thing that, right. you know, you feel like, you know, Super Mario who gets the little invincible star, you know, and da, 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 you know, it goes on. <laughs> no, it, it's not. It's not like that. That thought had never popped into my mind during the reunion. Oh, no. I think I just broke Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) No, but don't don't you see, though, that sometimes people, uh, and and, and I think many Christians, and I'm sure I've probably done this before, too, where we almost put too much mystical stock in something as if it has some special power Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. in and of itself. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, think, yeah, yep, I think I know what you mean. Um, so good. Uh, the point being that when we get back together, you know, we can, we can observe this again, Mm -hmm. but I would say honestly that to feel like, oh, we need to be getting back to church because we need to observe the Lord's Supper. I would say more prominent in our minds, maybe should be, we need to get back to church so we can, uh, sing together and hear the preaching. I mean, to me, that's kind of more the primary to the, to the observance of the Lord's Supper, meaning... There, there's other things maybe we should be missing before that, but um, but right. if somebody misses it, I guess okay, you know, if it if it means a lot to you, we're not downing you for missing it. Right. Um, it's just, it's just, is that a is that a um, indicator of your spirituality that if you don't miss it, you're hardened and you're apathetic and you're away from God? No, no, um, no, I don't think that at all. No. Um, and so let's see. Or should we just administer the Lord's Supper on a Zoom call? My short answer is no, please. No. I wouldn't. No, don't do that. I wouldn't do it. Um, <clears throat> so, all right, dealt with that. Okay, so um, <laughs> do you want to... You've got one here, and I don't know, honestly, how we would even discuss it. You, were, I assume you were the one that added this. Why is this kid laughing? No, that one was from one of our patrons, from Derek. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. And it was... We had talked about laughter, uh, okay. humor, in one of our after show episodes that we put out for free. And, yes. and about, you know, how how the Lord un- would, would possibly understand humor. We, we were trying uh, to think about how that how that would be. Yes, right. And and part of that discussion was talking about children also, how do children interpret humor? Um, and let me <laughs> yes, see if I can... Okay. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Um, so we have here a picture that Derek sent us, and it is... Or no, it, it's a video, isn't it? It's just a video. It is a video. Okay. And if... I'm trying and, to, and it is, it is funny. Um, I, I can't pull it up right now. Um, okay, can you describe it maybe for the listeners? Yeah, it's this kid sitting in a high chair, and his mom's feeding him, and he he bursts out laughing, and, and it almost was like a bigger. It was like a belly laugh by an infant. I mean, it's like this kid sitting, you know, bare chest, you know, just like sitting there in his diaper or whatever in this high chair, um, but he's laughing, and I mean, it's this big laugh, like. I don't know that you usually hear a baby's laugh and he goes on and finally he settles down and then she like does this little fake sneeze in front of him and he, you know, bursts out in laughter again. And, and the first, you know, I was watching it and, and it's funny or whatever, but about the third time I actually started laughing myself I mean, <laughs> to watch this kid laugh. It was, it was really something. Yeah. Um, and, and, you, and, and you'd see him kind of just, he'd laugh and laugh and then he'd just kind of, 
kind of like where it would wear off and you know he'd just look normal and then all of a sudden you know yeah. she would do something and he would burst back out into laughter and it was it, it was funny yeah so derek asks why do you suppose this baby is laughing and that honestly is an interesting question because what exactly is it that triggers him well i think it goes to back laugh? it goes back to what we were saying in the after show that laughter comes from the unexpected and and that's yes. why it's difficult to think of how an omniscient mind like god's would find something funny um, because he, he, there's nothing unexpected to him. He knows everything. Um, so how would he find something funny? But I think with yeah. the kid, his, his parent is behaving in a way that he's not used to seeing them behave. Maybe that's it. It's unexpected. I, I think it's unexpected, but then I, the, maybe the following ones are even in anticipation. Like I stop laughing. And when I see you rear back to like, do it again, I yeah. realize what you're going to do. And this tickles me. Um, yeah. interesting, yeah. but it it was, it was a fun watch. Thanks. Uh, for uh for sending that our way (laughs) thank you derek we'll put that in the show notes for other listeners yeah yeah that's a good idea um do you have one that you want to cover next or um i'll i'll let you curate this one um go go ahead and pick which which one you want i'll i'll kind of roll with it okay uh, let me see. One was, I think, I don't know that it's really so much of a discussion. It was uh, just a comment on um, on uh, our podcast episode 84, apparently. And he said, also, I have a topic suggestion, Christian fellowship. One of you mentioned it in a recent episode, and I think many people are missing fellowship and looking forward to having fellowship again. Thank you for doing this podcast. I'm sure you guys are busy enough without it, but it's encouragement to me. And that that's a that is a blessing to us to know that it's an encouragement to you, Jake. Uh so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um I guess I would I would want maybe a little bit more lead on what you mean by Christian fellowship as a topic. Mm-hmm. Um like kind of what are you shooting for there? What's what's your thought? Um like 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 suggestions for how we can fellowship or what fellowship like, really is. What kind or... of things do Christians do together? <laughs> yeah, that sort yeah. Of thing? That... Right, that might be. Are we all just boring uh, fuddy duddies? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, pretty much. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, all right, so we've got two more here. I know one's kind of long, and and the other one is going to take some thought. So, um, let me let me let me take this one here. Okay, types of swearing. Mm. Yes, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Uh, he says simply, right or wrong. Should a Christian use phrases like, oh, okay, he's going to make me say it. He's going to make me say it on the podcast and, and violate my conscience. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's going to say, should we say phrases like dagnabbit, spelled D A? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it has to be spelled correctly, not dadnabbit, dagnabbit. Uh, doggone it, geez, gosh, oh my gosh, what the not finishing the declaration. Okay, good point. OMG, things like that. Then he includes this verse, Matthew twelve thirty six. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Derek, thank you for the excellent question. Um, that is a that's a good question. Of course, one that we talk about with our kids. I mm-hmm. would say, you know, here's what here's a word I want you to use. Here's here's what I don't want you to use. Don't mm-hmm. you know? Here's the associations of that. Here's what you know. This makes people think. Whatever. So that's a very practical question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to toss that one to you. First of all, let me ask, Tom, when you look at Matthew 12, 36, I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Would those be considered idle words? Are we on the right track with that? Um, I'm not sure that we are. Um, okay. 
idle seems to connotate something different than than these words that you've read off on this list. These seem perhaps deliberate, but I don't, I I don't know if that's what you're getting at. But <clears throat> um, um, I would say uh, not so much. I'm just yeah yeah. I mean, going to the definition of idle really, and so you're hitting on that. I would say that these might fall under idle, but idle much might be much broader uh-huh. than you, you know that it could. Uh, that this verse maybe could apply, but it could apply to several other things too. But yeah, go on with what your take on, on these, whether they're right or wrong. Well, looking at them on their face, they're obviously what we might consider to be modified curse words okay. um, or epithets of some kind that have been a- attempted to have been sanitized in some way. Yeah, and uh, when I when I think about profanity uh, as a subject, part of me wants to go deeper than the words themselves and wonder what is the purpose for saying them, and Good. and what is the attitude in saying them. Would you agree if I said something like this? <clears throat> you can turn any word into a curse word if you said it with the right. The, the 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 specific kind of attitude. Couldn't you say anything in the form of a curse word? Uh, pretty much, I see what you're saying. If you put the right inflection and the right <clears throat> attitude behind it, it's obvious that it's not meant to be exactly what you're saying. Right. I mean, the word itself. Okay. Right. Because I think the the words themselves speak more to what someone is trying to communicate or convey with their attitude. And, and obviously, it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when someone has an attitude of anger and something flies out of their mouth, does it really matter which word it was if it was said the same way, with the same attitude? Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it does um, well, make a difference. However, for, but... for just, I, okay. I think I know where you're going with that, but just okay. as a general... <laughs> Just speaking from the internals of someone's heart, okay. Just not right. not the considering hasn't changed, right? Not considering the their testimony, the um, not considering what other people think when they hear that person, not considering any external testimony, but just the attitude of the heart. It's really the same, right? Right. Uh, regardless of which word comes out of their mouth, um, but that's not the only variable here. <laughs> uh, there is, of course, testimony. Uh, t- in front of others that we have to be concerned with too. Yeah, and I would I would add something to this, and and, and it is a line. And I'm just going to like cut right to the chase and then back up. Um, this is what I would call, in some respects, um, a gray area um, that every person's conscience has to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Which word exactly? We can't we can't make a you know a a, a Christian you know evangelical or a fundamentalist uh, glossary of all the words you're allowed to use and all the words you're not allowed to use, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to make that decision uh, based on your conscience, the leading, of whole, leading of the Holy Spirit, your circumstances, whatever. So if somebody, you know, it, so if somebody says, geez, you know, what could, could we say, you are wicked, you know, you are blah, 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 blah. What it, well, they might be ignorant to even what that's yeah. short for or the significance of it. And it might just be old like habits. That that they've had. Sure, sure. Now, do I think there's a wiser way to, you know, is there a wiser expression? Sure. Um, that That's the kind of the, the short of it. But to then to back up, I guess I was, I want to ask this question too. What about, um, so you're going to the attitude, and I think that's an 
excellent approach because instead of looking at the external, you're analyzing the internal. Um, and so when I go to the internal, I don't, you know, how would we describe somebody who's just like thrown off, you know, OMG and, and, uh, and, you know, dad nabbit and whatever, what the, you know, to me, partly it's maybe a desire to sound relevant or to sound as close to without technically offending. But what about, um, you know, when a guy, you know, he, he hits, he hits the wrong nail with a hammer, you know what I mean? He gets his thumb. <laughs> um, he's going to probably say something, you know, something's going to come out of his mouth and it'd be the rare man who's going to say, you know, hallelujah, you know, when he hits his, <laughs> when he hits his nail. So something's going to come out. Is that a wrong motivation? You know, do we say, oh, you shouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Now, again, I guess to me, the way my line is drawn is I would say, there's some words that should never come out of your mouth. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you hit your, your finger with a hammer or not. That should not come out of your mouth because the definition of it, the connotation of it is vile. Right. You know, or it's just, it would sully you immediately. But if somebody's like, oh, doggone it, you know what I mean? Can, can you immediately pin that guy and, and judge him and say, I'm better than him, and I thought he was a better Christian than that? Well, you know, I, I would say that that would call for some grace and some you know, some understanding of, you know, hey, this is kind of a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, because so, so I, I guess I'm kind of delineating a little bit between this attitude of the heart mm-hmm. and an expression of pain. Right. Even both, even though both are kind of like sort of internal. Yeah. Yeah. I think I see what you're saying. Um, okay. As far as these, these words go here, these uh, modified <laughs> epithets, we might call them, um, I personally don't use any of them that are that are on the list, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. My reason for that uh, isn't necessarily because I think that there's somehow terrible things to say per se. Well, maybe some of them on the list for sure, but um, and it's it's hard to really know, uh, you know. And some people go back to you know why the phrase was invented and and what it goes back to and what you're saying, you know, when you're saying it, you know, oh, you might be you know, uh, saying something you don't know that you're saying because you don't know the origin of that phrase. Well, who knows all the origins right. of all these phrases? Yeah, M- yeah. My point is I don't say these things because there is a lot of uh, debate in uh, amongst people, uh, Christians, about the use of some of these things. And some people get offended uh, when you use words like that. Mm-hmm. And it might affect your testimony in a way, possibly even unfairly. You know, you know what I mean? Because not everybody yeah. is willing to give grace if some guy whacks his thumb and says, <clears throat> doggone it. Not everybody's willing to give grace over that. And and if you go ahead and say that and, and you're dealing with some Christian who's not very gracious and and isn't willing to uh, to forgive quickly or be understanding or be equitable, uh, you've just hurt your testimony needlessly with someone. And, and is that unfair because they weren't gracious? Yeah, it's a little unfair, but I mean, maybe say something different. <laughs> mm-hmm. And to go back to the, to go back to the internal, you know, somebody might resist and go, oh, come on now, you know, now, now I have to watch out for every little word I say because somebody might be offended, but it's really going back. If you're immediately repulsing the whole idea of even considering the words that come out of your mouth, I think there's a problem. I think I think you need to be mm-hmm. open to say, Lord, I want my speech to be surrendered to you. I don't want to be a yeah. negative testimony, um, and 
while I may not agree with some of that, maybe in time your view will change yeah. a little bit. But I just, Lord, I want to be a yeah. good testimony. I'm reminded. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go, I'm just, just saying, it, it, go back to the matter of the heart and at least be open to considering it. And no, we're not saying adhere to our specific words right. or whatever. But I think, honestly, a lot of these are, uh, if not all of them, are, uh, aren't a great idea or aren't as wise right. to use. But, um, uh, but you need to just consider the heart and the testimony and, yeah. and your purpose for the Lord. I'm reminded of what the psalmist said, let the words of my mouth yep. and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. And, and I think Good. that kind of covers yes. both of the things we're talking about here. Yes, Because absolutely. I think, you know, how many of these things on this list would come out of someone's mouth if the attitudes were always right, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, if if someone if someone's heart <laughs> attitude was always yeah. right, which is obviously very difficult, <laughs> right. you know. Um, but what kind of words would come out of someone's mouth if they if their heart attitude was like the attitude of Christ when bad things happened, you know, when they hit their thumb with the hammer, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of words come or out there? You know, these. Well, and. <laughs> Sometimes I would say some of these like or like the OMG or the um, oh my gosh I I could see that being just part of your oh my goodness you know uh, I'm, that's so amazing you know part of it though if I could say this and not sound condescending maybe we need to expand our vocabulary a little bit you know and yeah. not have to use like this 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 phrase over and over again for instance yes if you say cool all the time try to think of other like synonyms like incredible awesome amazing you know yeah <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> it's uh so think of other words and you go cool cool oh that's cool man cool cool you know so part of that even in these words that you use you're like you know oh my gosh you know think of another way to say it yeah. um and, and and you know step up <laughs> step up a little bit in the linguistic ladder yeah um and and find another way to say it. But um, I do think if you analyze those and you see the arguments behind them, you say, uh, yeah, is is OMG using the Lord's name in vain? Well, if it's not, I'd say it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, because obviously that's what it's standing for. Yeah. You know, when you realize who you're talking about when you say Jesus, who is that person? And then I shorten it to go, geez. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't... Uh, yeah. Do I want to get that close? You know, to even sounding? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's certainly things to think about there. And somebody might go, well, I'm not saying God, I'm saying gosh, and so I'm going to step away. Okay. Again, we're kind of well, going back to the heart attitude. Yeah. But, and wouldn't you say part of it is, a, is an issue of maturity, that if a, person's, if a person's feet are headed in the right direction, we go, okay, they say that, but I'm not going to nail them for it mm-hmm. because I think they'll grow out of it. Yeah. But as somebody who says, well, I think that's fine. I'm going to use it all the time. You know, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say. Well, again, we're going to the heart issue. Yeah. And what direction is that pointing? Yeah. Well, do you think that emulation or, or conformity to the world is part of the discussion here as well? Um, sure. Because all of these oh, yeah. phrases in some way emulate or try to conform to things that the world says that are oftentimes very horrible but yet it sanitizes them. So it's like I'm trying to be, in a sense, like like them. I'm trying to say what they're saying because it fits the, the modern vernacular. But right, I'm going right. to sanitize it a little bit. And it's like there's a little bit of emulation there, a little bit of conformity. 
Right. Not to mention, you might feel like, or some people in the in the you know the high powered business realm might feel like if I don't come across, if I don't lace it with some some curse words or some at least things that sound like it, I will sound weak. You right. know, and I wonder. You know, so so I don't I don't use the f word. I say you know freaking or whatever or some. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the exact same word, but but. I mean, you know what I mean? As long as I throw out some, or even some light ones, they're not the heavy, it's not the F-bomb, and it's not the really crass ones, mm-hmm. but it's the lighter ones, so that I at least show that I'm not like a total prude, you know, that I can, I can kind of, yeah. I'm in the language of the people. Well, what kind of a, what kind of a mindset is that? You know what I mean? Right. To, to say that I can't just be a pure Christian in the workplace and expect God to bless that. Right. You know? Yeah. And Is um, this one of those areas, and we've talked about areas like this before, where something, because uh, he, he poses in the question, right or wrong. But is there a third option here? Uh, we've talked about before that something might not necessarily be wrong or sinful overtly, but it might be unwise to do. Wise or foolish yeah. might be another question. Yes. Yeah. Do you think this is one of those topics? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah to some degree. And again, I, I do, I, I'd have to say that, at least from my perspective right now, um, that I think maturity would would grow you out of those mm-hmm. in large part. I'm I'm forced to not, agree. And mm-hmm. in other words, so so not that I could you know judge somebody. Oh, they use that word, but to say, you know, I trust that in time they would grow out of that. Yeah. You know, it, what's the hard attitude of the person using that word? It kind of goes back to what you're saying. It's not so much the word as it is the hard attitude. And if the hard attitude's right, then it's going to be growth in the right direction, right. which I think will eventually work out of that. Right. Man, good. Okay, uh, where are we at on time? Okay, okay, we got a little. This has all been feedback today, hmm. um, and we we did that. Let's. Um, I think there's a ne- there's quite a bit in this last one. I'm going to save that for the next episode. I'm going to say one thing regarding uh, the current state of things, and um, you know, with with the, the virus and all this stuff. Have you heard the question? I'm, I'm sure you have. Have you heard the question? You know, floating around. Is this a conspiracy? <laughs> yes. I had somebody had somebody call I, me. I have heard um, that question, yes. Yeah. I'm saying yes that I heard me. the question, not yes that I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> and somebody called me, you know, what what do you think about this? Do you think it's a conspiracy or something? Here's my general take on that is that I don't know that there's really any one person in the world that's smart enough to create um a conspiracy uh the size of which it it may appear. Right. You know what I mean? To have yeah. all the working parts. Um, but now I, I do believe in conspiracy this way, that the devil conspires to ruin anything that's good. Mm-hmm. And and so he's going to work through per- people and he's going to work through situations. And then the sin natures are going to kick in. Yeah. And so one guy, he's got his angle to say, I want to do hurt. Now, now, might there be a plan, you know, in foreign countries to infect people? Maybe, you know, and I'm not going to rule it out. But so one guy says, well, I want to do this for my political purposes. Well, then somebody else says, well, man, I could make some money off yeah. of that. And boom, he jumps in on right. that for this different reason. I think so. So if you want to call it a conspiracy, there might be like multiple sinners conspiring yeah. to to benefit themselves. Um, and hurt somebody else. Okay, that may be true. But is there like one massive, one-person conspiracy that's like orchestrating the whole thing? Other than Satan? No, right. not really. <laughs> I think that's a great assessment, um, what you said there. 
Uh, I like what you said that the devil might get the ball rolling with something and then basically count on the sinful natures of human beings to take over. Because <laughs> um, I, I don't think this whole thing started out as a conspiracy. If it did, I can't imagine any singular entity on planet Earth consisting of more than one person that can keep a secret. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, if this thing was a conspiracy involving, you know, maybe one huge government or multiple governments requiring that many people to never let anything slip, I think that's just far-fetched because of how many things come out every single day of politicians and government, other government figures and people around the world, scandal after scandal after scandal. They can't keep anything quiet. They can't hide anything. If this was a conspiracy... Uh, I, I'd be very surprised, but, uh, but no, I think what you said is, is correct. I think this, I think Satan can be behind a lot of what we're seeing going on in the world as far as when mm -hmm. it started. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if, if Satan can cause natural disasters, he can inflict sickness. At, at least we learned that from the book of Job when he afflicted Job with boils, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, when he's permitted, he, he can do a lot. Right, <laughs> when he's permitted, he can he can cause things like sickness. And, and that's why when this whole thing started, I wouldn't say there was anything conspiratorial about it, but what have we seen in the last few weeks, right? Human nature is taking over. Yes, and corrupt many, human nature. Yeah, governments and, and corrupt... mentalities, yep. Right, right. So could you have a corrupt government? Sure. Can you have a corrupt news media? Sure. Can you have a corrupt person? Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, it's just in that corruption plays in, but I don't, they're playing in maybe for their own purposes yeah. on different points of the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we're pretty, unless there's anything other small uh, thing that you wanted to bring up, I don't know that we have time for anything else. Well, I think we're at time. Well, thank you once again for listening in uh, today. And if you have any questions, comments, um, suggested topics, I know there's some feedback we haven't yet covered, um, and, I'll, and we'll maybe get to that next episode. But thank you again for listening. Uh, it's Reason Together Podcast at gmail.com or our website, reasontogether.fm. If you enjoy what you're hearing and want to uh, throw your support behind it monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash reason together. Thanks again for coming. Yes, thank you again for joining us on this episode. Uh, do everything that Daniel just said, and that'd be good. <laughs> we are encouraging balance, <laughs> developing perspective, and connecting faith to practice. This is Reason Together.